We are back for Genius Chapter 7, The Great War Communism into Making Lots of Babies. Stay tuned, guys. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This episode was a tough one for me, especially with this music hearing it. Ugh. It was a tough one? Yeah. What do you mean by a tough one? Guys, welcome. My name is Zach. I am here with my lovely panelists, Mina. Mina, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Mina. Happy to be back. Yeah, uh, this very this happy was a good episode. This was, was an good. amazing. So much to take in, though. This is a powerful episode. Yeah. It jumped a lot. Let's get right into it, guys. Uh, we have young Picasso, we have old Picasso. Um, in uh, our look back of young Picasso, we have uh, starting off in 1912, uh, working all the way up to 1914, which is also known as the Great War. Mm-hmm. Uh, looming of the Great War as well. What What are your thoughts on... Um, just give me your thoughts on the episode so far. What? Yeah, you know, you're talking about young Picasso and old Picasso, and the way this episode was broken down was kind of like World War One and then World War Two. The two biggest wars. Now, did you notice, though, prior to these episodes, we had World War II that was present. This episode was the beginning of World War I. Mm-hmm. World War II has ended. Yeah, yeah. Which is a very interesting way to portray things. I did notice that, but I think in a way that made it much heavier because with the end of World War II, that's like the culmination of the world realizing what happened with the Holocaust and how, you know, we can't stand for this injustice anymore. So... It was very heavy. I think I could argue that it's even heavier now that the war has ended because you see the destruction of the war as opposed to just being in uh, being in the war. But with World War One, being in the war when it comes to World War One, I, I still feel like that's heavy because that's when trench warfare was a thing. And that was really like with all the, gas the nitty gritty yeah. of like, well, that was the start of the UN afterwards where we all came together. and was like, look, if we're going to be in war, then certain things have to be OK and cannot be OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like World War One in itself has a, a gravity to it as well. Just as kind of, maybe it's a little overlooked just because of our age. You know, maybe the younger, elder generations knew a little bit more about it. Who knows? But, um, yeah, we got right into it. Um, we have Ava, mm-hmm. kind of a new character who, uh, comes out, uh, one of Ferdinand's friends, actually. I don't know how I feel about her. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, Let's get into in that. my notes, I was like, homewrecker, question mark. But then she's so sweet. But I just, like, the way we were introduced to her as a character, uh-huh. I was like, I don't, I don't like this lady. And I then I began liking her. I enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was perfect, because the way that we ended last episode was uh, Ferdinand was sleeping with uh, Opie, right? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Opie? Yeah. That's such a weird name. <laughs> sleeping with Opie, cheating on Picasso, and, like... Picasso, yeah, he works a lot and he, you know, doesn't pay too much attention to her, but he took her from rags to riches. They both went from rags to riches. And, you know, he can't, she can't give him a family, but he sticks by her side. You know, Mm -hmm. he could very easily go off and cheat and do other things, but he stays true to who, like his work. And he tries to give her the best life that he could provide for her. And what does she do? She runs off and cheats on him. But here's the thing. Women and men cheat for very different reasons. And with women... Very true. It's typically the case that women cheat because they feel an emotional void and they feel like they're not getting the attention and the love that they need. With men, sometimes it tends to be a wandering eye where they're sexually <laughs> attracted to someone yeah. and it's a one-time thing that never happens again. It's no. Ve- it's very... Well, it depends. Uh, see, okay, In so that's, case, that's it's, my... It's interesting because young Picasso is so pure. Exactly. 
exactly. But That's older why Picasso is just like so cynical, and he cheats. And we see even in we'll get to predictions later, we but will, yeah. but we just see his pat this repeated pattern of behavior where he goes from this cute little softy to this person who just wants every woman well, he has and ideals, wants to paint he has everybody. Morals. Did you not notice how like? Uh, the young Picasso, all all he wanted in that stream was a family, mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> we went through three people, I think this episode, three women of where he wanted a family and kids. But obviously he can't have uh, kids with yeah. uh, Ferdinand. Um, we had Brock coming to him saying, like, it's time to grow up. Yeah. You should get a real wife. Like, Ferdinand cannot provide what you need to, so you need to move on from him, from her. Um, and then we meet Ava. But here, here's the thing, you know, you keep saying Pablo wants to have a family, mm-hmm. and that's his focus, but I find it very interesting that despite this being his focus, the advice he gives to Brock is, why would you want a family when you're doing so well with your painting? In the beginning, yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think he, like, stopped himself in hearing that. I think, okay, so, yes, he believed that at first. Mm-hmm. But then the looming war came along, and then he realized his friends were going off to fight for that, and he's seeing Brock wanting to get married uh, in the previous episode Apollinaire uh, was getting married we had a little fight where Max was like I'll never have a family because of his homosexuality so I think all these things have uh, weighed on him to where he's just like you know maybe I do need to move into this next realm of life Mm -hmm. Um, because it became so present um, once he found out about Ferdinand so now let me ask you do you think he was looking for any out with Ferdinand or do you believe like he I mean, truly loved her and would stick with her by her side to try and make it work if she never cheated? I think he truly loved her okay. and would have tried to make it work. But the way their love was being portrayed in the episodes was as though he had emotionally checked out of their relationship. Because that was kind of the excuse for the inevitable cheating on her end. Because we even, you know, we had like the whole preface to that when... She's like, yeah, I don't really know. She implied that she doesn't even know who Picasso is, and it's hard to get oh, close to yeah. him when she was talking that was to Opie. Cool. Well, that's when she Opie. met Opie. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. So I, I feel like it's it takes it takes two. I'm not excusing oh, cheating whatsoever. But 100%. there's always a reason why something happens. Yeah. No, he was very wrong in his actions and what he did. He should have taken a little bit more care. But we also saw in that dinner when we got to meet Ava that... Ferdinand doesn't really care for much of anything. Doesn't care to do anything. She she doesn't even know how to sew a button. She just buys more clothes. I don't know. That part bothered me so much because here she is vouching for her friend Ava and talking her up and complimenting her and saying she sewed the curtains. And Picasso, young Picasso, takes it upon himself to say, "Yeah, you can't even sew a button. All you do is you you buy, throw off throw the clothes old shirt and, buy a new and get one. a new one." It's like, hey, like I did not talk up my friend to just be <laughs> insulted like that. I thought that was like that's how you kind of tell their relationship is falling apart a bit. Yeah, I mean, it was a start to an end, um, but it was not how I thought it would end. I honestly thought Picasso was going to be the one that cheated, and it would start the what we see now with the older Picasso, how he portrays and acts with women, but mm-hmm. it was her. So, I don't know, maybe that was like kind of the start of why he is the person that he is, mm-hmm. you know? I think Because he was so true with love, and like, this is who, like, I, I will be here with you, and you see it in his artwork, and you see it... He was, you know, it's so, that's why I feel such a disconnect from young Picasso and old Picasso. Like, I see, oh my God, I, I, I see similarities s- between both, but there's just, like, this disconnect in terms of relationships and love, where I feel like young Picasso is so sweet and loving and kind and is willing to do anything for his women, mm-hmm. and old Picasso kind of sees women as disposable for whatever <laughs> his needs are at that moment in time. Yeah. Well, 
up into this episode, I would say. Okay, sure, but for older Picasso, but, we'll get into that young, with yeah. with Francois. Um, and young Picasso is still very sweet. I feel like him meeting Ava, like he still he still retains that, yeah. that sweetness, and I think her death is what caused him to kind of change. Yes, I would think so. I mean, he was so cold and dead almost to uh, Ferdinand when she came knocking at the door and was just like, "Is she here?" And he's like, "Of course, like yes, you know she's here." I was that like that breakup was so hard and it, it resonated so much with like you could see that like Picasso was hurt. He was upset. Like he had a love with Ferdinand, and he's like, "I just like she's like reaming into him," and he's like, "I just I don't want to fight anymore." Like, did you feel any sort of empathy for Fernand? I felt yes. Okay, so this is a tough. <laughs> this is a tough subject because of one. Picasso obviously was not being a good husband, or not even husband, good boyfriend. Not really around, focusing on his work. But we got a lot of great things out of him because of that. Mm-hmm. So if he was to be paying attention to her, who knows where he would be today? At the same time, work through it. You know, like that's the time of it was the times with men and how like the women stayed at home and the men did their thing. And like, you know, luckily Picasso was home Mm -hmm. with her, you know, where other men were in factories and doing stuff. So I don't know. I feel like her excuse of cheating could have been resolved. Like maybe she didn't really have to go and cheat. Like she could have said like she said, like, I was lonely. Like you didn't notice me. So say something. Say like, hey, I. You know, I'm lonely. Like she said it so many times. When did she what say are you it? Talking about how many times did she have to say? They said okay, it in paintings fights. are more important than okay, me. Yeah, but they said it in fights. You're doing and... this and you're doing that. How many times does she need to point that out? Her addiction to opium and how she goes back to it because she doesn't feel like young Picasso is really in her life, giving him attention, giving well, her attention. They just and, couldn't line and up here's, together. Here's the hypocrisy of it all. Okay. When young Picasso says. You can't sew a button. You throw out your old shirt for a new one just because it doesn't work. It's so telling of how he treats the situation with Fernand when she cheats on him. And I feel like that was well. That's why it was totally symbolic. That's a good pickup. I did not see that. See, this is also why I like. I have sympathy, so much sympathy for her. Yes, she cheated. So at first, I would be like, "Mm, "You did this to yourself," but at the same time, like, but why did she cheat? (laughs) Yes, I agree. I get it. I know. I just feel like there wasn't enough communication. It takes mm-hmm. two to tango kind of thing, you know? So, but look, Picasso's a lot at fault. What was interesting was to see him not want to fight with her anymore. How resolved he was to being like, this is it. It's over. I'm sorry. And I think she finally realized at that point, she's like, this is, we're done. And she's like, so this is revenge? And he says, maybe it is. Yeah. And... It did feel like that in a way, like... Oh, my God. It was totally revenge. There was that scene where... Um, when he grabs um, Ava, yeah. Ava, Ava and is... starts making out with her. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a split moment where he's like, why should I care? And he starts putting two and two together, like, wait, Ava's supposed to be at the dinner with her? Like, But it almost felt like an excuse to cheat. Like, was. oh, she did it. Now I have my out. It's exa- that's what it was. That's it why she feel... said it was a revenge. Yeah. 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 Like, like, he was just waiting for the opportunity or the excuse to unleash that. In a way, but I don't think he would have. Kind of one had my she notes, not so was, no, I don't think he would have either. I think he would have stayed in it. This is what settled. like tainted him. This this whole scenario. I think it's what made him become who he is with the uh, throwing out the blouse because they can't sew a button. That's a perfect mm, analogy. Yeah, metaphor. Me- metaphor. I don't know. Yeah. One of two. <laughs> sure. One of two. I, I can't it. remember it what great. I learned in literature. I class. know. Right? <laughs> um, so then we have the introduction of Ava, and everything is great. It's cool, except Max has a problem. 
We're at one of those little uh, parties. We have an amazing moment. Uh, Picasso sells his Harlequins uh, painting for one of the most... He becomes the one of the most uh, 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 painters that has a painting sold for the most in the world. Uh, the world's highest gross, grossing was that painting, what it was? I think. Right? No, it was sold because they were bidding off of it. So it was uh, 12,650 francs. And yeah. I guess at that time was like the, the most, most expensive painting, painting ever sold. Sold for, yeah. Yeah. Oh, grossing. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. But what? <laughs> yeah, so they're all celebrating. They're partying. And of course, Ferdinand is not there. And uh, Ava is. And we have this outrage of Max, um, you know, being pretty drunk and saying things that he needs to get off his chest to her in a sly way. And Picasso's picking up on this. How did, how did this scene make you feel? It was, it was interesting, right? It was a lot of... Um, different parties of camps of people. Mm-hmm. It was very telling of what the future would become because we had Apollinaire, uh, Picasso, uh, we had Max, and then we had um, his friend who was German, who I did not re- pick up his name on, who was reading, he was, uh, I think he was reading the newspaper after Max was. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it was all the camps of what the world, world war was. Mm-hmm. Did you get that or no? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know his name though. Okay, that's yeah. fine. What did you think of the scene? Um, I kept wondering, like, what was the intention behind Max outing her for being, like, this, this moocher? Gold digger? You know? Yeah. I kept thinking, like, is this because he's drunk? Is there truth to it? Is he jealous because he's in love with Picasso? I think it touches on all those factors. Like, what was it? And, you know, I don't know. I, when he was saying it, I was like, does he know something we don't know about Ava? Is she a gold digger? Well, in um, every sense, she kind of is a gold digger. No, but not real. I mean, yes kinda, and no. I, she's a homewrecker. She's not a gold digger. Yes. I don't think she's a gold so, digger. They fell in love. I believe that for sure. Like, yeah. I don't believe, you know, she went in that with intentions of, you know, yeah, this isn't sugarbabies.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> But, this is not sponsored, by the but way. But Max is calling her out for kind of what it is. You know, she's not married. Like, they're not married. And she's living in the home that Ferdinand created, I guess. And um, Picasso has just moved on just right to her. And just like, no, this is the woman I'm going to uh, have babies with. And this is the woman that, like, I will take care of and do all these things with. And it's it's jarring because Max is very good friends with Ferdinand. I think mm-hmm. Ferdinand saw Max for who he, for who he was and... You know, that was, like, his bestie, you know, his little girl. But what a quick turnaround on Picasso's part. Like, how do you go from building a life with someone for so long with Fernand and then quickly, you know, saying, oh, no, no, I really, truly am in love. I'm building a life with this person that I met literally, like, Uh, how long ago? I think it's either one of two things. He was really checked out uh, from Ferdinand or he was really hurt Mm -hmm. because later in the episode we saw what happened after Ava departed. Mm-hmm. And how quickly he moved on to something different. But that wasn't a genuine departure. That was definitely not a genuine departure. That's why I question... What do you mean genuine departure? Like, like the like... transition from Fernand uh-huh. to Ava mm-hmm. was more natural than the transition from Ava to... Gabby. Gabby. Yeah. And that was her name. And... Well, let's get into it. I mean, we don't get to have Ava for that long. Um, it's the looming of World War I. Uh, we get to start seeing people enlist. Napoleon enlists. Uh, uh, Barack enlists. And uh, Picasso decides to stay home. 
Because he does not care for war. Uh, he does not like war, so mm-hmm. he's excluded from it. He lives in Paris, but he is... Uh, I think he says, artists create, we not do not destroy. destroy. Yes. Uh, Apollinaire said that, actually. Oh, okay. Um, defending him afterwards. But, right. uh, you know, Brock kind of gave it to him a little bit. Um, but in the midst of all this, we had uh, them off at war while Picasso was playing house, kind of, with Ava and uh, with Stein. What's her name? Gertrude. Gertrude Stein, mm-hmm. um, who seemed to be living with a woman. I don't really know her history too much, but it yeah. looked like they were at a dinner, and it was like... I thought it was just like a friend date. <laughs> kind of, I guess it seemed like it. Who knows? <laughs> um, but Ava's sick. She. Uh, we find out later she has lung cancer, and it's a short kind of... short-lived for her. Um, it seemed like she was going to be very influential for him, but uh, we didn't get to really see too much painting of Picasso, like him in the midst of something. We did get to see him give paintings to uh, Ava. Mm-hmm. We also got to see, I think, the creation of um, collaging. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I didn't I realize that was a thing. Didn't like, even, I had no idea. I thought that collaging was like a thing I that just happened always when you go to Michael's was, and you I, do I stuff in was, art class. I thought it was like a very basic thing of, of you know, storyboarding and ideeing, putting ideas together. But I... Uh, we'd have to look this up, but maybe Brock and Picasso kind of invented collaging as well, hmm. which would be kind of cool. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I got to look into that. We will look into it. No <laughs> worries. But um, we soon get, find out that uh, Ava is sick, and uh, Picasso, man, he's just like, how would you feel about that scene when he was uh, by her bed? Uh, and she's like, you should go home. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to take the train every day. Uh, I'm going to see you. You're going to get better. You're going to get better. And she's like, I forgot what she said, but it seemed like he was trying to lie to himself mm-hmm. and believe that he, that she will get better. But then I was just so like heart wrenching. Cause like he knew yeah. she wasn't going to get better. Like there's no the, chemo. The first, there's time no I, ra- the first time I watched that scene, like a month ago, I teared up. Like that was actually one of the most powerful scenes I've seen. Really? Second time. Not so much. I'm going to have to tell you there's another scene that's much more powerful that I start tearing up for. Which one? We'll get to okay. it. Okay. Now, now I want to know. We'll get to it. Um, but, uh, Ava dies. She dies of lung cancer. And right before she dies, we see Picasso running off with some floozy. Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the singer. The French singer. Who what, has a fiancé. Who has a fiancé. Which, I guess at the time, you didn't know, like, if he was coming back or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It didn't really touch too much on it. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they moved very fast this episode. In terms of women, mm-hmm. um, we connected so much with, with Ferdinand. And I'm almost certain I saw Ferdinand in the back, blurry, behind Max at Ava's uh, funeral. No. Yeah. Really? I, I'm almost certain. I, I couldn't tell for sure. But, As an extra? No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but they were like implying so that she, because they were friends. Yeah. I mean, they're all in the same friends group, so why wouldn't she be there? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I, I thought it was her. I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, but... At the dad's <sighs> funeral. No. Picasso's dad's funeral. No, at Ava's funeral. When I, Ava died thought... in a church. Oh, the one the open casket. That's the one you're talking about? The open uh, casket one? Yeah. yeah. Was it open casket? It was I open casket. Yes, 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 yes. It was open casket. Yeah. So there was Which a, I'm a always shot surprised by that that choice. I guess that's a Catholic thing. I'm always shocked that you would want to do open casket oh, yeah, at a funeral. We don't do that in the Jewish community. That's It's a closed... It's just... Oh, God. That's just... Mm-mm. Oh, my God. No. I, I just... Oh. It's very weird. I don't... It's it's more heart-wrenching because how you yeah. look at someone when they're dead. <laughs> oh, like. Man. 
I've never seen a dead body, so that's yeah. yeah well, they no. have makeup artists like touch up the bodies. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I mean, interesting job. Yeah, I don't think they at the time. Maybe I don't know. Who knows, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a tough subject. Um, but uh, we quickly move so fast between these women, where it's just like we connected so much with Ferdinand, where you feel so much with her. But now, like, it's a sad scene. But I'm I'm just kind of like, it's the start of. It was a good choice, I guess, not to uh, show so much of it because now we get to see the transition of Picasso and what we're so familiar with, with older Picasso and how mm-hmm. he treats women and jumped quick to next, to yeah. next, to next. And, it's like and the first use. glimpse of that was when he was with Gabby. Yeah, and he slept with her and she's like smoking oh. and, and you know, immediately after they, have, they do the dirty, mm-hmm. she's like, uh, yeah, so my fiance is at the war. What's your excuse? And she's like, uh, don't you like this was before Ava even died. She's mm-hmm. like, your girlfriend or whatever is sick. Like weird times. I don't mm-hmm. know how people can just do stuff like that. Jump into bed. I think it's just trying to bury yourself in something that will allow you to escape the pain. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were definitely dealing with a lot of pain in both of that. I mean, World War One. Yeah. You know, uh, there was that scene where uh, bombs were like being dropped were like so close to them and they had to take cover yeah underneath the table it's got to be very scary times mm-hmm. very scary times definitely um where does that lead us to next we uh we have him trying to propose to gabby mm-hmm. uh oh that made me so angry i was like what are you I, doing it it felt like he totally delegitimized his relationship with, with ava, ava by right. doing that it almost felt like he delegitimized his relationship with um Fernand's. yeah but it was just like how did we just go through three different relationships? That's my point. In, in so young that's Picasso's my point. Well, life. They it needed, was like, boom, boom, We have two more boom. episodes left. This they explains have to, why Picasso is such like I a flirt who I, just does whatever. I kind of think that's what it is. I mean, we only have so much time to work with, you know? So, I, I don't know. It was, it was hard. It was sad to see because um, he's like lost. He's still a little child, you know? Um, and And even as an adult, he is. Like, oh my god, as an adult, he's so much more of a child. He's, yeah. like, he was more of an adult when he was young Picasso, <laughs> and he reverts to childhood as old Picasso. Yeah. It's crazy. Even more so. I mean, ugh. there were some great scenes when we got... Let's jump into uh, him. Uh, we have great a lot of great cuts, uh, cut yeah. shots between like World War One and the end of World War II, communism. And there's tons of great scenes where they're in bed and like that, like he's in bed with a woman and then he wakes up as an old man in bed and he doesn't want to get out of bed because he's sore or something. Reactions on seeing Francois. Oh, when we first see her and she's pregnant and she has the child clawed and she has to get, this pregnant woman has to walk all the way up, get up, walk all the way to Picasso because he's bedridden and he, he just acts like a child, like I'm going to die. Well, she has three children. Well, two children at the time and then the third one was born by the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Picasso is her child. And I just, I don't like this notion that. Women have to be either a man's therapist well, she said or about a that. caretaker, yeah. a mother. And a she, maid. she she mentions that. A like, I do all these things. You were the one who wanted kids. And now not only am I taking care of the kids that you wanted, but I'm also taking care of you. I'm taking care of the house. 
and I'm not even having time to paint. Like, I don't live my life for you. That was never part of the arrangement or the agreement. And it's so true because oftentimes I feel like when men are sad, they expect a therapist, <laughs> and women don't get the same in return. They really don't. Well, we don't know how to listen so well, and, you know, we're bad with emotions and, like, you know, projecting them, so talking some, about Some men them. do. Some men definitely yeah, do. Picasso is definitely not that He's kind of not. Guy. Although, I will say, there was sides of Picasso, older Picasso, that I saw of him. I was just like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Like, he spoke the truth um, later on in, in the episode. Uh, let's not jump too much. Uh, let's see. So we have, uh, Francois, she is pregnant. She threw me off first off. I thought we were just going to jump right into like, you know, baby one, mm-hmm. but that's God. actually baby two. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how many kids they had. Paloma. Paloma. Beautiful name. Very, very pretty name. Um, we have, uh, Picasso who's being entertained by a communist party member who wants him to come out to Warsaw and mm-hmm. help, uh, Join that. He already is a communism, but he wants him to come out and like really use his art and who he is as an influence to help, um, uh, you know, mainstream communism more and fight against the the ending of World War Two with Nazis. And uh, you know, Nazis were defeated, but back in Spain, uh, Franco I think was still uh, in charge, and fascism was still very strong there. So they still had a war to fight, even though the actual World War Two was done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And they keep, they, Paul kept egging Picasso on. He's like, oh, like, are you really a true revolutionary? You said art is a weapon. What are you going to do about it? And even, like, later on when he finally agrees to go to this meeting, like, people questioning, like, oh, you paint paintings that are for the the bougie elite. And he's like, I'm a communist, therefore my My paintings are communist. I love that line. I thought that was very telling. And because he never wanted to be a political person. Throughout, this is, like, there's a lot of jump cuts throughout the episode where we saw, like, him professing, like, I'm, I don't want to be in the war. I am not political. Mm-hmm. Like, let my art speak for what it is, and I will paint for what I, for what I see, and then, like, then people can portray it for what they think it is, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in a way, he's kind of very selfish. Do you think that you have well, I mean, a moral of. obligation when you are in a position of influence to make kind a of, stand yeah. against any sort of worldly or or political injustice. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he's really being uh, a child. He's really backing out, uh, using a lot of different techni- techni- technical, like, I'm not really from France, so I don't really have to go to war. You know, uh, again, he brought well, up... Well, should he have to go to war? Everyone at the time was going to war. I mean, do, did you think it was a cowardly move to stay in paints? I mean, he can make a difference in a different way. He can make a difference in a different way. And I respected yes. his opinion that he doesn't want to put... That was the only reason a why gun. A, a bayonet into a man's stomach. Because yeah. Of, yes. That... I like that I agree line. with. Yeah. But um, I don't know how much of that was authentic versus him not wanting to risk his life. I think it was life. just really not him wanting to risk his life. <laughs> Which is fair. Because like, Max wanted to go to war. He was denied. Why was he denied? I didn't get that. Because he was a homosexual. That's what I thought. And I was like, did they have that rule back then? Oh, yeah. 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 It's only recent until, like, it's very... Oh, the don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Poly- yeah. yeah so. Okay. Um, Man, uh, what else? We find out Pablo Picasso is afraid of planes. Flying. <laughs> yeah. But it was an amazing, amazing moment in it when he's looking outside and he sees the earth, I guess, for the first time. And he sees that it's... Uh, Squares and cubes. And he's like, ah, I got it right. 
I thought it was amazing how he cubism. Like, yeah, like he saw cubism way before so many other people, and like it, it was there already in nature. He was mm-hmm. able to see that before. You know? Yeah. That was really awesome. Yeah, I love that. I also love that he made Francois uh, the person who was in charge of all of his finances should the plane crash. It was just another way to kind of say, I make you the point person, but also I think I'm going to die. And he's like, he's just acting like a child again. I can't explain it. In yeah, a way. there's a lot of moments in this episode where he's just acting nothing like a child. But there's also some really nice moments of him being an adult and mm-hmm. like being truthful and honest and being like, I did want to, there was a moment where uh, when she was sick uh, with the doctor, he went to Warsaw because he wanted to run. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so genuine that he, when he came back, had mentioned that to her. It was just like, yeah, she I did want to run. Him, yeah. and, like he could have lied. He could have just like, uh, you know, accused her or just like put the onus back on her. But he was open and honest. And there was this... A few moments where you see why, I guess you see why they have two kids together and why they're together for so long. She says we're allies. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a beautiful moment because she held him and hugged him and they worked together. They worked really well together. I love the relationship between Francois and Picasso because there are so many redeeming qualities you see in Picasso when he's with Francois. Yes, 100%. However... Francois puts up with a lot of bullshit. Like, she really, really does. She puts up with a lot, and you know that she's not the type of person who's a pushover whatsoever. Mm-mm. She's confident. She chooses her she's independent, and she does choose her, she battles. her battles. I do agree right, with right, that. Well. But it's just, I mean, that whole scene where Picasso is talking about how I did want to run and leave you when mm. I heard you were sick, and how the directors just cut to the scene of him losing Ava. Yeah. Oh, I see, just it's so brilliant. Like they always choose the best time the best to switch back and forth. And there's so much switching back and forth from young Picasso to older Picasso on the show, but it's done in such a beautiful way. It's not jarring where it's just at a all. seamless, seamless integration of music, two different personas uh, of Picasso. The music, a theme, you know, as simple as like uh laying in bed or something like that. Like mm-hmm. all these things are just put together so perfectly. Yeah. I love it. I, I always love it when it's like uh, young Picasso is in bed with a woman, then it goes to older Picasso in, a bed, in the bed with a different woman. With a different woman <laughs> or just by you himself. Know, it's, there's always like this subtle innuendo or implication like, oh, he's he's just like this big flirt who is with a lot of woman, women. He's a womanizer. It's like every choice they make stylistically has implications oh, for Picasso's something. character. It does, yeah. And I think that's why this show's put together so beautifully why we have this season why we're gonna have a third season um it's amazing uh so let's get to the part that got me the most i i can already guess what it was was him Uh, going to the concentration camp yeah Yeah. so we walk up to the front of it and uh what was said um it says work makes you free work makes you free which is a great lie it was a horrible lie i mean the second the guy rolled up his his sleeve in the stairwell was just like i want you to see why you're really here mm-hmm. and he showed him the the tattoo and we got to see the camps those i think actually that was pro- they probably filmed they went right to where like i don't think that was built that was that was worse off poland it looks that, like that very was, authentic did not look like a film set whatsoever that was not at all i'm fairly certain they went into the showers and everything and that was that was very powerful um it it got to me i could that was a tough scene to to sit through but you saw where it affected Picasso and how it 
changed him as well and it kind of did make him see the bigger picture of life outside i think for the first time outside of art and like him being so selfish about like oh i'm a painter and like my art is my work you know i think he finally saw beyond that where he's like my art is influencing people so maybe i do need to have a bigger voice you know it's so interesting because i feel like there always is that transition in life where you're doing one thing and then there's a switch it's like even when i whenever I listen to Marie Menounos' podcast, like, she talks about how, you know, she was always focused on, you know, entertainment and pop culture and working so hard, and when she got her brain tumor, it was all about, okay, how do I want to live my life now? Yeah. Like, there is a bigger picture beyond entertainment, and... I think it's seeing the mortality of humanity. Yeah. And the injustice, like, that was done to Jews and homosexuals and, and uh, a few other people that were affected by the Holocaust, and it sat with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really changed him. So before uh, we get to see how it changed him, guys, I would like to tell everyone to please go uh, check us out on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars, thumbs up on YouTube, everything. Uh, we are only here because of you guys, so we want to thank you for watching us and keeping us going. So out of that, we got a beautiful picture. We and did. a beautiful name for a child as well. Paloma. Paloma, I like that. But what I didn't like was when uh, Picasso came back and he, it felt like he totally disregarded Francois's feelings when she said, you said that you would be gone a week to oh, Warsaw, yeah. Poland. Three weeks. You were gone three weeks. And then he talks about how this whole Holocaust happened, how millions of Jews were killed and so, slaughtered. And then he, it's like he invalidates her feelings. That's like me saying I'm hungry and someone saying... There's millions of children starving in Africa right now. Yes. How are you hungry? But the difference between that two is I think how we are viewing, how we know history and view it to how they are living it. Mm-hmm. Where up until 1945, when the war had ended, uh, nobody knew about these concentration camps. Mm-hmm. It was a rumor. It was rumored that like people were dying and things like nothing so atrocious could ever be thought of until like Americans and the Russians came and saw these camps and then rumors of of like there are bodies in trenches just malnourished bodies and there's like massive like uh, furnaces that have like bones and everything in it and they're like we're finding just massive amounts of humans and like people didn't know about it so the premise of Francois maybe just hearing about it still maybe not believing about it the gravity of that situation, I don't think, has really affected her. Mm-hmm. She had every right to say what she said, like, you know, don't compare me to it. But she wasn't there where mm-hmm. Picasso walked through the uh, the, the showers. And I, they didn't show it, but I've seen pictures. There are legit claw marks of people's nails in there just, like, dying, everything of, like, you know, poisonous gas in them. Um, so he was there. He felt the ghosts of, of everything. Um, and I think that's why he said those things. Yeah, because it was much more palpable for him. It's so fresh yeah. for him. Yeah, so um, it definitely definitely affected him a certain way, and that's why he saw life in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got off a little off topic, but we do have the picture that he painted for the peace conference uh, that uh, he did in 1949 uh, for the communism, uh, Communist Party. Uh, he painted uh, this beautiful uh, picture of... Uh, uh, a pigeon, which I guess uh, they call uh, Paloma in Spanish. Uh, it wasn't a pigeon. It was a dove, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was inspired from his father. 
because uh, that's uh, I guess he went back to basics of his father painted uh, pigeons and, and and stuff like that. We got a nice little story as to uh, why he chose the pigeon. Um, like when his dad I guess brought home a dead pigeon or something, and like the beautiful pigeons came and pecked away at it. I thought he said doves were pecking doves. away. Yeah, at it. doves. When I say dove, pigeon, pigeon. Yeah, saying, yeah. Because yeah. I think that was the important difference, like how doves are always a symbol of peace, but these doves were doing like Heinous we're like things. pecking, yeah, they're pecking this pecking bird this to thing death, apart. yeah, almost like a vulture, and so that's it's where a his of life. That's but... yeah, that's where yeah. um, you know, Picasso's quote art is a lie used to tell the truth. That's that. where it comes into play beautiful. because you you put something on a canvas, on a piece of paper, on any sort of medium, and maybe it's not necessarily the reality, but you use it as a tool yeah. to explain what the reality is, and that's what he did with this painting. I like it, and it invokes a lot. It's very, uh, uh, it's simple. You know, it's dark but light at the same time. So, guys, check that out. You could uh, look it up for yourself, research it, uh, dig into it as much as you like. a dove or a pigeon? Um, I'm going to say it's a, it's a dove. It looks kind of like... I thought it was a dove, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's white, but, you know. Yeah. I like it, so... That explains the quote better. Yeah, a little bit. And, like, uh, his perception of doves has never been peaceful, but that's the lie that he's using to bring about the message of peace. Now, how do you think... How do you feel about him naming his daughter Paloma, though? If that's the premise of it. Of, like... Art. Yeah, no, I get what you you're saying. What saying. I still, I still thought it was very sentimental was and very sweet sentimental. because he said there will always be peace in our family. Okay, and I thought that was sweet. That was very pretty. Yeah, it was very nice. It was, it was heartwarming. It was. to miss the childbirth, but then come once the baby. Yeah, you know, no, all right, at the time, no, I'm I, I feel like that <laughs> there were bigger fish that, to fry. Well, I feel like you know that didn't really happen too much. So that was pretty much the end of the episode. I think, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, not much yeah. else happened. The only thing that we missed. Uh, talking about was the fact that um what's his name got baptized what's oh his my name God, again max max got max baptized, got baptized yes, and pablo was the godfather very funny moment yeah all right let's uh get into quick predictions and uh wrap this up and now you're after buzz tv so i uh i mean it's kind of cheating a little bit but we did hear from alex last week that tonight's episode was his last episode i think right so we're going to have just old Picasso for the next, the last two episodes. Um, and uh, I'm a little sad by that because I seriously, Alex, Alex Rich oh. is amazing. Yeah, like, he is. I can't think of a better young Picasso. I so. can't either. Yeah, he was great having him here and everything. So uh, we're going to get to see uh, it's the last two episodes, guys. I mean, there's not much left that's going to be happening. We're going to get to see the end of him and Francois. Maybe another new style that he kind of gets into towards the end of his life. Um, and uh, there's some cheating, of course. More cheating, right? Yeah, but Francois leaves him. She does. I think so. Good. I, I hope so. so. I haven't read her memoirs yet I in real either. life. I hope she takes the kids and that's that's that for that. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, yeah, I, I think a new a lot, love but... interest is going to be introduced. I have no idea who that new love interest is because he said she's not so many. I hope she's like at least 30. Yeah. Not like 21 or something oh, weird. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Please, no. Anything else? I don't know. I want to see Picasso more as a father. I feel like we missed out on that. I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. It wasn't really who he was. 
Yeah, but I, I wonder what else is going to be brought in, like, any more politics. There have to be. There has to be, but well, yeah, I can't, we got I can't a little imagine hints. Alex not being in this episode. I don't know if like, what are, he They're is not going to have any flashbacks Maybe. Anymore? I hope they have more. I don't know. Maybe he was wrong in his timeline of things. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we did get a hint, though, that uh, America is not going to buy his paintings anymore, so maybe he'll have, like, a dip in popularity because of him being a communist. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, guys, I guess until next time, we'll find out. Uh, Mina, where can they find you? You guys can follow me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And, guys, my name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a CH Silverman, too. You guys have a great night. Join us for next time. See ya. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Buzz TV. 